I'm Tom Arnold, and I'm impressed that you're listening to Two Dudes at a Desk. Hey, Justin. You know, we've had some good intros, but that one, that seems pretty good. That's pretty good. I hate to to leave the No Swear Gamer hanging, but I, I don't know what else yeah. we can do, you know? Yeah, sorry, No Swear Gamer. Although No Swear Gamer was definitely the MVP prior to Tom Arnold. Right. It's almost like, okay, so the years between when Jordan left to go play baseball or whatever and before he came back, mm-hmm. you know, Pippen, Scottie Pippen's probably like reigning king there, right? Right. Yeah, uh, on the and then on the as far as on the Bulls. And then all of a sudden right. Jordan's back and it's like, uh, I mean what can you do, right? Right. Speaking of which, you've been watching The Last Dance? I've watched the first episode. Uh, okay. That's as far as I've gotten so far, but it's I'm into it. I just haven't had time. It's really good. I mean, of course, when it comes to the, the 90s Chicago Bulls, Michael Jordan, I could, you know, it could be the most boring documentary ever, and I would sit through it like giddy about it. But... <laughs> I think it's it's just really good, um, and how they're kind of well, uh, as you'll see as you watch, like they they keep switching back to like the first three peat and then the to the second three peat, and it's like so it's kind of like you're getting a lot of um, uh, back and forth from the story, so it's it's really well done too. So it's pretty yeah, impressive. I, I I really liked it the the, the first episode. I, and I will say that, um, you know, even my wife, who's not a basketball fan at all, was it was into it. So, yeah, probably just I mean, there's nostalgia to it, too, for people our age. So, yeah, if it's if it's a good documentary, I mean, you're going to get a lot of people really into it, you know? Yeah. So they wouldn't typically be into the subject at hand. Right. Exactly. So, what game are we talking about tonight? Uh, Kid Clown? I believe so. Yep. Kid Clown. And the Nightmare. The Nightmare. The Nightmare. Nightmare. Right. Is that a play on words? It's a... Uh, It definitely is a play on words. And it's just... uh, You know, it's kind of creative. I like it. Yeah. I mean, it's not, not terrible. Not the worst play on words I've seen. Have you noticed that the podcasting industry has essentially moved to this format in the era of 19? What do you, what format? Like every podcast going, is going like, you know, Zoom, Skype, like we've been doing the whole time. Oh yeah, that's true. So just every other podcast is getting on our level now. Due to the, due to the 19? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, right. Uh, I did think it was strange when uh, Zach Braff called me the other day and was asking, like, how do you get a good audio quality when you, when you <laughs> go via Skype? Right, right. But it makes sense uh, now. Yeah. I'm really behind on that podcast. I've only gotten through two episodes. I really want to look. I got I to gotta crank it up. But it makes me really want to watch the show again, See, even I'm, though I've seen it. Like, I'm on... Uh, I just watched, I'm a little bit behind too, but I'm trying to watch the episodes as I, 
as I listen to the podcast. So, yeah, because it's been so long since I've seen the show. Watching it again is pretty awesome. Although yeah, I'm a little it's... bit disappointed, uh, a lot, some of the music is not the same as it was when you watched it the first time. Like they lost the license for some of the songs and stuff. Really? Yeah. One in particular that I that I noticed is the one. Um, there's like the episode where they're and they're, they're all in sync together and they're like throwing the urine sample around the the yeah yeah around the hospital the i remember your song yeah that's not on that's not the song it's like some emotional song or something. it just does not work because it because hmm. you know they had the the roller coaster song whatever i can't remember thing but right. it's like yeah a, it's like an upbeat kind of happy song but this is still kind of a happy song but it just did not fit and i was really disappointed but anyways so i'm assuming that's going to continue to happen because they lost licensing issues and stuff. Well, it's interesting because, I mean, a lot of those, like, because um, they talk about it on the podcast, there's there's, there's a, a lot of those, like, music artists were really no names until they got kind of their, um, their um, name from the show. Mm-hmm. Kind of get, which, what's the guy... Is it Josh Raiden or whatever mm-hmm. his name yeah, Josh is? Josh Raiden. Is your, the, the funny story about him is that that really good song that he did, "Winner," that's in the, that's in the episode where Ben Fraser dies. His Spoiler character dies. alert. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Actually, I don't even think but, we mentioned that we're talking about the show Scrubs, but you know, if anybody yeah. hasn't figured it out yet. Um. Well, they were telling the story in the podcast that like that it was just a friend of I guess Zach Braff's. And that was like the only song he had wrote. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they were like offering him a uh, record deal off of that song because it was so good. And like he had to write a whole album, basically. Yeah, that's pretty funny. So. Uh, yeah. Uh, I don't know if I mentioned it. Posters, yeah, see that song? That That's not the song that's played whenever they're passing the urine back and forth. Are You Having a Good Time? Yeah. Anyways, it's a different song that's being played whenever they're throwing the urine around the around the hospital. Hmm. That's I was disappointing. Pre- I was a little bit disappointed. Yeah, uh, I forgot to All mention right. at the beginning whenever we talk, said we're talking about Kid Clown tonight that this is a Patreon pick from uh, Otto. So thank you, Otto. Otto von Bismarck. Huh? <laughs> Close. <laughs> he is. He is yeah. from another country. I know. I can. Uh, yeah. It's okay. Um, so, before we get started, uh, you know, I was thinking about the entire time we've been podcast or since we've been back after our seven month break. There, mm-hmm. uh, we have not started talking about the game prior to at least twenty five minutes in. Uh, I don't want to break that streak. We're seven minutes in now. I got a little game. I think we should play in 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 light of the nineteen being around us. Okay. Uh, I think we should do another round of Ask, Ask Dr. Justin. Oh boy, I like it. So I, I reached out to uh, some of the listeners and to give okay. us some questions, all right? And so just I'm just going to ask you questions, you know? All right, let's hit it. All right. Um, Stacy Abrams asks... Um, <gasps> Wait, is this the, the, the lady that ran for governor? I don't know. Stacey Abrams? The 2018 gubernatorial candidate from Georgia? Yeah, that's it. Maybe. 
Huh. <laughs> well, thank well, thank you, Stacy. Um, if animals could talk, which one would be the rudest? Um. Well, you know, the hyena would probably be the the, the nicest. To me, I think they'd be the nicest. The rudest? He would only be the nicest to you, or he would be nice to everybody? He'd be the nicest to, to everybody. I mean, the rudest? I mean, I think the easy call would be a house cat. Yeah. Right? Because they're just kind of rude anyway. I mean, stray street cats are even ruder than house cats, though, aren't they? Right, and I, and I think... But I also think like crow, crow would be pretty rude. Yeah, but they're really smart. They're smart, and they just, they just, uh, you know, they look down on you. Yeah, they do. So they're perched up there, just kind of looking down on you. Yeah. I, okay. So I'm gonna go with crow. Crow. All right. Well, uh, let's go. Let's, I'll just go ahead and ask another question. Uh, this one comes from a Cory Booker. Cory. Yeah. Mm. Cory Booker. Uh huh. Uh, mm-hmm. Corey asks, "What happened to the number one pencil?" I don't. You know, I think I've actually seen a number one pencil before. What's the difference between a number one and a number two pencil? That's I don't the know. question. That may be the question. I, I guess Corey's just wondering. You know, he. I guess he's got a lot of number twos around. He's just looking for a number one, and he can't find one. He's wondering what happened to him. You uh, split a number two in, tw- in, in into two pieces, two equal pieces, and you'll get a number one. Oh, okay. All right. Cool. Which will, but only one of them will have an eraser, right? Or do you cut it longitudinally? Longitudinally. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. Good. Good job. I'll go on to the next question. Uh, this one comes from Doug Jones. Okay. Doug asks... Uh, what type of cheese is the best cheese? Cheddar. Next. Wow, definitive. Okay. Right. You don't even so, want to. Okay. Care to elaborate? Hardness? No, no, I don't, because I'm more interested in the pencil. Okay. Uh, the hardness of the graphite core is often marked on the pencil, which is the number two or three or two and a half. So it's the hardness of the graphite core. So is number one just not hard enough to be a pencil? So number one is harder than the number two and produces darker markings. Hmm. They're probably more expensive to make if I was assuming, right? Could be. If it's probably more dense. More graphite has to be used. Yeah, there's probably just the number two is more... uh, is dark is dark enough for like the scantron stuff? Yeah, which, I don't know. A lot of my they numbers... use scantrons anymore. Yeah, they do. They still do. I had to, I have to use <laughs> scantron for my PE exam, but you know, a lot of my number twos are pretty dark and dense. <laughs> That's uh, actually that may be a good question for a doctor. Uh, you may need to get that looked at. <laughs> oh <clears throat> man, I wish I had a rim shot uh, sound effect on my. Yeah. Oh, wait, I do. Oh. So I would I would tell my joke again, but oh well. But, uh, there you go. <laughs> Super delight. All right. Right. Okay. Uh, well, all right. Let's just go to the next question. Uh, next question is from a 
Michelle Obama. Okay. Oh, Michelle Obama. Maybe okay. it's Obama. Surely not. Maybe. Surely not. Uh, that can't be a common name. Michelle Obama asks, um, "Is cereal soup?" <sighs> so cereal is oatmeal cereal. That's a that's like a counter question for Michelle. I don't know. Right. But you got to answer the, her original question first. I think it's no. I think it's a breakfast cereal. I think because it's being it's the um, time of day that you eat it. Okay. Is what matters. I'm a little bit worried about, she's got a follow-up question, but I'm a little bit worried about the family friendliness of it, but I'll ask it anyways. Uh, if we're, so you're saying no, it is not a soup. Right. What if you eat cereal for dinner? Cause I like to eat cereal for dinner sometimes. Yeah. I like to eat cereal anytime. Yeah. I especially like it about this time of night, like after mm-hmm. the podcast, have a bowl of cereal. You know, know, that's one thing that the uh, keto diet people never talk about is like, what do you do about not eating cereal? I mean, I don't think I could survive. There's no way. I couldn't survive without eating cereal. (laughs) I guess we we can ask Cleva. Cleva, uh, what do you do about cereal? How do you you not eat cereal? Yeah, I didn't eat the um, frosted Lucky Charms. The Frosted Flakes, like yeah. the Giants mix. Oh, they're, uh, well, not lately, but I was the one that pointed them out to you, right? They're amazing. Right. It's like my favorite cereal. Yeah, it is. It's because it's the combination of your two favorite cereals. Exactly. So it's like. My least favorite part of the Lucky Charms is the non-marshmallow bits. Right. But you take the non-marshmallow bits out. out and then put in Frosted Flakes, which is one of my favorite cereals, and it's, it's just glorious. Yeah, I love <laughs> it, it really is. What's your? Where do you come down on uh, cinnamon toast crunch? Uh, I, I'm. It's hit or miss for me. Sometimes I have to really want it. You see, it's one of those things where I go on spells. Like, yeah, that's what I mean. Like, there's like times where I'm like, oh man, this is the greatest. And other times I'll buy a box and I won't really eat it. Yeah. Yeah, I see. I guess my hierarchy. Uh, okay, well. My hierarchy of cereals, just off the top of my head, would probably be the Frosted Flakes Lucky Charms combo mm-hmm. at the top. And then probably like a really good, because I'm turning into an old man, maybe like a really good bowl of Honey Bunches of Oats, like made with almonds. I love Honey Bunches yeah, of good. Oats. That's good. That's good. And then, yeah. um, I don't know. I'll third. tell you the problem with Honey Bunches of Oats, though. Okay. They get soggy quick. You got to eat it fast. Like that is a cereal that just gets soggy so fast. Yeah, but I don't have a problem eating fast. I eat everything way too fast. <laughs> uh, and then, I don't know, number three. Number three may be tough. Uh, probably, I like F- Fruity Pebbles, probably number three. I actually have a hard time finding cereals that I don't like. Yeah. I I tend to shy away from the chocolatey cereals. I don't really like chocolate cereals. Yeah, that's cereals. true. Well, I'll tell you one that's good though, but it's not really. It's it's less chocolatey and more peanut buttery, and that's the Reese's peanut butter puffs. Mm, I've not had that. If I'm not, that's, I've not had oh, that cereal. Oh, those are those are really good. Hmm. Okay, I may have to try that. I, God, you're, making, you're making me want cereal now. Or cocoa puffs. Yeah, I'm not a fan. I'm. I I cannot stand cocoa puffs. Yeah. I mean, I I like chocolate milk, but I don't like milk that turns chocolate because of my cereal, you know? Right, right. 
But I do love good sugar milk after the cereal's gone. Oh, yeah. It's so good. I used to... breakfast cereals were a thing, like... Like every like cartoon series like had a breakfast cereal. Yeah, those were the they don't days. Really, they don't really do that anymore. I don't think. No, not really. I think they're kind of discouraging people from eating cereal because it's not the most healthy thing in the world. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you know what I used to do? I loved the milk aspect, like the drinking the milk aspect of cereal so much. When I was, you may remember this actually. I used to put my cereal in a cup. So that when mm. it was done, I could just drink it, like not have yeah. to worry about spilling it. Because you know when you drink it out of the bowl, it like comes out the corners of your mouth and stuff. Mm-hmm. I used to put my cereal in like a wide mouth cup, so that whenever I was done with my cereal, I would have a cup to drink out of. Yeah, that's a good idea. Here's a controversial one. I where do you come down on a honey smack? Oh, I don't like honey smacks. Yeah, no, they're honey hard. Smacks are not good. Yeah, they're just no good. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, no, thank you. All right, do you want me to what give about you King Vitamin? I've never heard of that one. Yeah, it's hilarious. I, I see it from time to time, and I think it's hilarious. Have you seen the? King. Um, have you seen like the? It's like protein. It's like magic cereal or something. It's like protein cereal. No, I haven't seen that. I bet it's terrible, but it's like I low carb protein cereal. Yeah, I know Wheaties had like a. Uh, they had like a max. I don't think that was a protein cereal though. I think it was just like Even a different Wheaties, <laughs> a sweeter, yeah, a sweeter Wheaties. <laughs> Wheaties are nasty, man. I don't think they can do anything <laughs> to make them better. Yeah, it's like how did that cereal become like the cereal associated with sports and strength? I don't know. Like it's it just is... it's like it, it's like a cereal you should advertise for people that need to go poop. They're constipated. Like, you need more hey, speaking fiber. Of, speaking of cereal that makes you go poop, I do like a good bowl of Raisin Bran. Raisin Bran? Yeah. That well, is a, that's what that's a dense is. cereal it's right there. Like, it, yeah, it's like Raisin Bran without the raisins. Yeah, which doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah. But if you, if you pour a bowl of Raisin Bran, it's like most cereal floats, right? Raisin Bran like mm-hmm. sinks to the bottom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that just tells you how, how dense it is. Yeah. Wasn't there a thing where they were like saying there were so many raisins in every box? Yeah, it's like two scoops in every box or something. Yeah, I know that Chick- Chips Ahoy like advertised, you know, there were so many chocolate chips in every, in every box of their cookies, but I don't know if anybody ever like sat down and counted them. I thought you were about to say Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A puts two scoops of raisins in every in every bag, yep. box of chicken. Yep. You know how, like, when you go to Five Guys and they just grab the big scoop of fries and dump them in? Yeah. Um, they do that with raisins at Chick-fil-A. <laughs> just one okay. quick big swoop of raisins and dump them in the bag. Uh, we're, getting, we're getting a little off the rails here. That would be, uh, be the worst. Let me, let me go ahead and uh, throw you Michelle's follow-up question here. It is right. still cereal-related. It's on the fringe of family-friendly, so I'm going to ask you to keep it family-friendly, but... She asked, uh, when it comes to breakfast cereal, uh, what is the sexiest breakfast cereal? Mm. Hmm. That's a good one. That's a good question. Um, let's see. I don't know. I, you know, I think Tony the Tiger with, uh, with Frosted Flakes. Okay. 
probably is going to be the winner there. Yeah, what about least sexy? He, he's a he's a buff dude. Um, now that one's probably going to be Lucky Charms, a leprechaun. Yeah. What about Honey Nut Cheerios? That B. <laughs> that B. He's, he's, <laughs> he's a pretty good looking B. Yeah. Speaking of bees, poor bees, man. They're getting the killer hornets going around. Yeah. Murder hornets. Murder hornets. Right. The Seattle bees are in trouble, right? <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> I, I don't think uh, we have too much to worry about. I think they're going to. I have my I put my faith in the uh, the entomologists out there. I'll get it figured out. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I was watching this pretty fascinating video of the murder hornet like going into a beehive, uh, and then like a hundred bees just swarm it and like take it down. Yeah, the Japanese honeybees know how to fight them. Uh, yeah. The problem is the European honeybees don't. They don't, don't know what, what we do. have. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Got a bunch of wimps. <laughs> we got them loser bees. Don't know how to fight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they just get killed. <laughs> uh, all right. You want another question? Sure. Uh, Joe Biden. Ooh. That can't be the Joe Biden. Maybe. Nah, Joe Biden asked, hands or feet? <laughs> <laughs> So, <laughs> I don't know in what context. He didn't give any context. Joe, he just said, Joe could be asking. <laughs> because that could be on the verge of non family friends. Well, he didn't give any context. He just says, hands or feet? Question <laughs> mark. <Well>, hands. <laughs> okay. I agree. I agree with hands. What's up? <laughs> and I'll answer with no context as well. All right, sounds good. Uh, we got two more questions. Uh, may not be as good as old Joe's question there. Uh, Andrew Yang, Andrew Yang says, uh, "Why do all superheroes wear underpants on the outside?" Mm. Um, it's a good question. Uh. I like to think superheroes are wannabe wrestlers. It could be that, but they're a little too modest to go naked, you know, with their yeah. with their underpants. You have like, you know, I'm trying to think. Did Batman have like a leotard on or something? Like, yeah, with pants. Well, he had the underwear. Back, I mean, you know, back the original Batman, he had like a purple underpants on the outside. Were they were they different color than the shirt, or were they the same color as the shirt? I think the shirt was gray, and the and the undergarments were purple. Okay, because for some reason I was thinking they were both gray, which would make it look like he was wearing a leotard. Yeah, no, I, I think they're a different color. And like Superman, he's got red ones, and his outfit's blue, right? Yeah, right. So I don't know. Yeah, I don't so... know the answer to that question. The the yeah you're right. It's like his his pants are like dark blue or black or his his underpants. I mean, yeah. But it's his it's his like his leggings at his top. He's wearing like a onesie. Yeah. It's like he's got a one piece outfit on and then he put underwear on over top of it. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, man. So I don't know the answer to that question. Um, but the question is directed to you. I don't, you know, I don't know if you know the answer. Yeah, I don't either. Okay, all right, we'll go to the last one. Uh, last question comes from uh, Elizabeth Warren. All right. Uh, Elizabeth asks, and this may be a question for your cat. You may have to get your cat. But uh, she asks, does your cat have any regrets? <laughs> <laughs> Plenty. Yeah. Plenty. Okay. Uh, that just can't be discussed. Yeah, I understand. Okay, well, uh, I, think that, I think that's pretty good. Uh, we didn't quite make it to the 25-minute mark, but we're pretty darn close. So now it's time to actually start the show, and uh, we will uh, discuss the game. Let's go to commercial break, and we'll be right back. Now it's time for Justin's historical tidbits and trivia. Time to get out your D-pad notepads, because you're about to get schooled by the doctor. I can't be for certain, but I think my dog, my dog just farted. Um, <laughs> Why can't you be a, for certain? Because did you also fart? <laughs> there's a smell wafting. I guess there's... <laughs> Well, I, I did guess see there's not many other options. <laughs> I did see her like get up and leave behind you. Like she or, <laughs> or she at least shuffled around back there. Yeah. She's, she's going to sleep now. She's got the sleep toots. <laughs> all right. Hey, my dog always does that. She'll like crawl in and get like under my arm, get all nestled in real tight, and then all of a sudden just I just hear like this little And well, there just... is that thing. There is that thing where you lay down when you lay down at night. <laughs> that you do fart more. It's because I guess your body is just relaxing. It's just yeah. like, oh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but it so never. That's it, what's going on with your it, dogs. It never fails because whenever she whenever she lays down, it, it it's the moment that she gets nestled under my arm and gets comfortable, and the and the and the and the, and the, uh, the lights are out and it gets real quiet in the room and then I just hear a. <laughs> <laughs> just a little tootsie alright so Kid Clown in Nightmare World it's hard to say it without saying Nightmare but um, this is what has a little bit of an interesting backstory so this was a game that was developed by Kimco and it was originally developed in Japan as a Mickey Mouse game and it was called Mickey Mouse 3 Dream Balloon now being that that means that this wasn't the first in a series of games and that's because this game is part of what was called the crazy castle series and this was the third installment of this so the crazy castle series was a series that was created by kimco was kind of this action puzzle games that they developed that all kind of had similar styles but what's interesting about these games is they made them in series and they pretty much didn't carry the same character when they released in different countries. Huh. Like Japan would have a character, North America would have a character, and then the, the, the PAL region would have a character, the European region. So in this game, it was supposed to be Mickey Mouse, but it was Mickey Mouse in Japan. But when they wanted to release it in North America, Capcom currently had the license for all Disney games. 
and North America, so they couldn't release it as North, as Mickey Mouse. So they changed the sprites, they changed the, the game a little bit from uh, Mickey Mouse to this kid clown character that they created. In the in the Mickey Mouse game, it's kind of interesting. Um, Minnie Mouse is like in a coma, <laughs> <laughs> and Mickey. The story is Mickey is like selling balloons to my buy Minnie Mouse. Like I think I can't remember exactly, but I think it's like a a birthday present. It's like a birthday's coming up, and he's selling balloons to buy her a present. So that's why he has all these balloons. And then she can't wake up, and some somebody's holding her captive in her dream, and he's like going to save her. That's the story, and so that's why this that's how the story kind of originated and then gets changed over to, to get clown and we'll talk about the story do you think she was actually stuff. in a coma or do you think she was just playing like, pretend to be asleep because she just wanted mickey mouse just, to be around yeah she wanted him to get out to, to i can scream. remember like i can remember when she i was a kid it. when i was a kid and like my parents wanted to make me go somewhere i would pretend like i fell asleep on the couch and i just keep pretending to be asleep <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> in I hopes that they wouldn't wake me up and make me go somewhere <laughs> Never yeah, worked. I, I don't know why I kept doing it. You still do yeah. that? Oh yeah. <laughs> like when your kids yeah. want you to go outside and play, you're just like, yeah, like, daddy's nope. sleeping. Eyes are closed. Eyes are closed. Um, but this this crazy castle series started off with a game, uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, which was a game that was developed for Famicom by Kimco. Um, and they also were going to release it in North America, but North America already had. A Who Framed Roger Rabbit game from uh, Rare and LGN. L- Why do I always say LGN? LJN. Um, and so they released it as Bugs Bunny Crazy Castle. Hmm. Okay. And did the second? Then the second game got released as, and it was Mickey Mouse, and Japan becomes. Bugs Bunny Crazy Castle in North America, and then we get to the the third game in the series, Mickey Mouse Three, which becomes Kid Clown. Uh, Mickey Mouse Four was an interesting because Mickey Mouse Four in Japan, the real Ghostbusters in North America, and Garfield in Europe, <laughs> like huh. three How completely do those even opposite. Line up? Like, yeah, I don't know exactly. But, uh, uh, might I, can I interject and say I, I, we rarely do this, but I thought I would do it this time. We covered Who Framed Roger Rabbit uh, for the NES back in uh-huh. January on January twenty fifth, twenty sixteen. If you want to go back and listen to that, yeah, I, I would probably suggest talk- that you did not go back and listen to it because it's probably terrible. But because that was a long time yeah. ago, and I'm sure and it's wow. a pretty terrible game too, yeah. from what I can remember. Although um, I'm sure we've probably gotten worse at podcasting since then, to be perfectly honest. Yeah. Um. So anyway, so that's kind of the story, the background of why of how this game got developed. It got developed as originally as this uh, series of games by Kimco, but it was a Mickey Mouse game in Japan. But they had to release it under a different name in in North America due to the licensing issues with Capcom. And so Kid Clown actually kind of became uh, a series in its own right, um, and had a series. Uh, or had a, a sequel, uh, Kid Clown and Crazy Chase, uh, for the Super Nintendo, as well as uh, Game Boy Advance. Um, and there was even games that came out later on, on PlayStation. Um, and he was actually in the game 
Bombing Islands for the PlayStation, which was also ported to Nintendo 64's Charlie Blast territory. Huh. Anyway, so the you know subtle differences of the game. Of course, they they couldn't use a lot of the the music and the characters from the um, from the Mickey Mouse game, but they um, did just subtle changes. Now, the original stage select song was It's a Small World. Oh. So, there you go. And the first boss is the Vultures. Though. Yeah. The first Vulture, the first boss is Vultures in the Mickey Mouse game from the Jungle Book. Uh, Kid Clown, obviously, is an owl. Um, and so, there's just, you know, other differences. And if you kind of look at the, if you go to, like, YouTube and... Uh, look at like the similarities or the side by side of like Mickey Mouse 3 versus Kid Clown. Like a lot of the sprites just look pretty much the same. Mm-hmm. So anyway, uh, and I haven't done this in a while, so let's just go ahead and do this. How about if I uh, try to uh, pronounce some of these names of people yes. that created the game? All right. All right. Programmer Fumio Tono, uh, K. Kamagaki, S. Murakami, and K. Tanaka. Oh boy, this artist, the first artist, I, this is going to be rough. Kiminari Sueda? Mm. Yeah, yeah. The writer of the game, Suyoko Hirahara. Hirahara. I think you're. I'm a little disappointed. I think you're actually getting better at pronouncing these. Yeah, the years. But last but not least, I will mention, and this will come up, I think, later in the game when we start talking about what uh, the the cost of this game. It, it not a whole lot of games were actually produced um, from this one, uh, and likely related to the late release in the Nintendo life cycle. Which this game actually didn't come out till April first, nineteen ninety three. April Fool's Day. Ah, oh, good. What a perfect day for a clown game. Yeah. April Fool's Day. Anyway, did you own this game as a kid? If you did, you might be sitting on something. Oh, are you spoiling the uh, spoiling the end nope. of the show here? No. Nope. Okay. Uh, well. Now it's time for the thrill of eight bit discovery with Michael's quest to find the cart. Uh, well, no, I did not own this game as a kid. Uh, I was way too cool to be caught dead with a game like that. You see the <laughs> box art for this game? Uh, I would have been the laughing stock of Eaton Elementary School if I would have had this game. Yeah. Uh, it, but no. It's like, uh, it basically looks like a, uh, a preschool game. It does. It does. I would have... Now, of course, I didn't actually ever see this game uh, out in the wild, but it's, even if I did, I, you know, this would have been 93, 94 even probably if I would have seen it, and we were already almost 10 years old. So I would have thought, I would have instantly thought that this was like a preschool game, like a learn how to count type of, you know what I mean? Uh, so, yeah. no, I, uh, I did not own this game as a kid. I'm not going to come up with some kooky story because I feel like the last 
I listened back to last episode and the story I came up with was really, really lame. So I think I've lost my touch. Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> so may argue I never had it, but, uh, yeah. So I'm not going to come up with a crazy story. I didn't have this game as a kid and I never did pick this game up as an adult. Yeah. You know, um, as we'll talk about probably later in the show, it's a bit of an uncommon rare game. So, right. I've, n- I've never even <laughs> seen it out in the wild for any price. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, of course, I didn't own it either. Definitely demoed, um, demo moded this game. Um, but yeah, I guess we we'll just go ahead and start talking about the game then. Time to dig in to some good old fashioned game discussion. So, what better way to start our game discussion than with the manual? Right. And this is is a pretty schnazzy manual. It is pretty, but it's also like the brochure you would get if you were like going to have your kid's birthday party at like something like Celebration Station. Yeah, that's true. Uh, But that's fitting for this game because it's a clown. You know, it's a clown game. Right. But I, I like the fact that, uh, so when you open it up, you get basically the cover of the game, or the box art, but it's it's a two-page spread of Kid Clown smiling and waving at you. you know? <laughs> it's, a, it's an awfully interesting-looking hand he has, too. He's got a really strong thumb. <laughs> He's got a really big thumb, and like... It is, I don't know if you call those fat fingers or if you call those what, what what's going on with those fingers? Those are fat fingers for sure. With and the joints of the fingers are very cut deep. They're, they're, you got a lot of crease yeah, to them. Like he's got some rubber bands. What is that? What is that muscle? What is that muscle in the palm where the thumb is? What's that called? Because he's he's been well, working that out. It's it's several muscles actually, and uh, we call that the thenar eminence. Ah, oh, the so, thenar eminence. Yeah. So, uh, and what exercises several, do you do to get the uh, to get the thing on? You gotta do a lot of up. a lot of thumb curls. Okay. <laughs> I guess. So. Hmm. Yeah, that's a that's a hander. There. He's got a hand on him. It's all, <laughs> it's all that balloon blowing up. I guess he's probably got some good lungs too. Nineteen will get him. Out. Yeah, nineteen's got. Yeah, he's he's good for nineteen. Nineteen's got its work cut out for him with Kid Clown. Right. All right. Uh, so, uh, let's just start, we'll just do a little talking here. Hello, and thank you for purchasing Kimco's NES Game Pack, Kid Clown in Nightmare World. This manual contains important information about playing the game, so read it through to make sure you give Kid the best help you can. He'll be very grateful. Once you've read this, store it in a safe place for future reference. Oh yeah, safe place. I wish somebody would have made me do that actually with most of my manuals when <laughs> yeah. I was a kid because I've got so many games without manuals now I have one manual oh, I think I have two of all the games that I have like literally just two one is Jaws and that manual is useless and <laughs> the other one's like Super Mario Bros. 2 so yeah. yeah I don't have hardly any manuals I've got maybe a handful uh, yeah. The only ones I've got manuals for 
or they're not the ones that I had when I was a kid. They're the games that I bought complete or something. You know what I mean? When I was collecting. Right. Yeah. I've got manuals for those, but other than that, I don't have any manuals. All right. Let's get on to the story. On a rainy yeah. Kansas night, the clown family kicks back in their cozy circus trailer, traveling to the next location of the big circus show. I love the fact that they live in Kansas. Like, of all places, they I know. live in Kansas. Kansas. Kansas big circus community, or you know, big big circus industry in Kansas. I didn't know that. Uh, suddenly, with a flash of lightning, the evil magician Nightmare appears out of thin air. Kid, he hisses, "I've found a vault full of priceless treasure, but I need your help to open it. Help me out, and you will be well rewarded." Kid trusted wicked old Nightmare about as far as he could throw him. No way, pal. I know your dirty tricks, and I'm not going anywhere with you. The nightmare spat back. Ooh, spat. <laughs> mm. Very well. No more Mr. Nice Guy. Lightning flew from the sinister magician's fingertips and engulfed Kid's family. There was a thunderclap, and Kid stood there all alone in the cold rain. How old is this kid, by the way? Because this would be very traumatizing. Yeah, he... Judging by that hand, I'd say he's like 38. <laughs> yeah. But um, I would say uh, also this this is very, not line for line, but very similar to the uh, cutscene at the beginning of the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. We'll talk about it here in a little bit, but this game has some great cutscenes. I thought cutscenes mm-hmm. were great. Um, so the Nightmare had, cl- had clown-napped Kid Clown's family. If you ever want to see your family again, kid, you better come find me. Ha ha ha. The nightmare's wicked laugh faded into the night. My, my laugh was very wicked, too, and it? It sounded like... Ha ha ha. Major right. bummer, huh? Wait, all is not lost. You can help this cool clown find the nightmare and rescue the clown family. Read on to find out how. Nice. So that's the, uh, all right. that's the gist of it getting started make sure yeah. the power is off right there's a you know generic the rest of the manual is kind of like generic things but it is a pretty helpful manual because it tells you some of the things that you can do some of the aspects of this game that are kind of unique right right uh so basically this is this is a this is a side-scrolling platformer um with you just play through the levels it's pretty linear uh, mm-hmm. But what makes this game kind of unique is the balloon aspect. So the kid clown throws balloons. He can throw them in eight different directions. So just use your D-pad mm-hmm. to throw them in eight different directions. But he can also use the balloons to float. So when he jumps, if you blow up a balloon while you're jumping, you can kind of slow slow your fall down a little bit. Uh, and if you throw the balloon on the ground, you can jump off of it and jump really high in the air. So those things come into play while you're playing the game. I know. Yeah. Um, it, the balloon aspect is really kind of a neat thing um, that makes this really kind of a, a unique experience of the game. Yeah, I couldn't I couldn't quite put my finger on another game that played like this. You know what I mean with the right with the balloons. It kind of feels a little bit Kirby like the way you can like how Kirby can blow air or suck in air and float a little bit. Mm-hmm. But Kirby doesn't have the ability to like jump off of balloons and could jump high up in the air either so this is a pretty unique game uh it's right. interesting 
Right. So. So yeah, the you know the manual goes over that kind of stuff. Um, but the manual is kind of underwhelming after that very bright and colorful first couple pages. Yeah, I I agree. It's a kind lot of, of text. A lot of text, kind of boring. Just telling you how to play the game stuff. Um, so let's just talk about let's just talk about the game. What did you what are you what are kind of your thoughts? Well, I think for one, it it's a fun game and has a you know the unique aspects, but it's in a way, even though it has the unique feature, it's kind of basic and feels like it's just kind of it's kind of an easy game, you know? It's just kind of not a whole lot to it. Um, there's there's not a, I guess what I'm trying to say is there's not a lot of substance there. Yeah, I I kind I agree. I took especially with your kind of an easy comment. I think this is the first game. Uh, for the show that we played that I actually beat in a long time. Mm-hmm. You know, usually I don't, I'm not able to beat the games, but this one I was able to play through and beat because it really right. isn't a terribly difficult game. And it's um, short. It's only it's five, pretty, you know, it, five stages. Yeah, it's pretty short. It's five stages. Um, you know, it's, it's not, it's not like super easy or anything, but it's, it's just, it's not very, it's not very too difficult. You get plenty of lives uh, and that sort of thing. So, you know, I agree. The, the easiness of it, which was kind of welcoming. Honestly, it felt, um, yeah. you know, it, it had a fairly good de- uh, difficulty curve to it. Although I think the level, was it level three, maybe where you're trying to climb up and the clouds are mm-hmm. raining down on you. That was pretty annoying. Um, but it had a pretty good cur- difficulty curve to it. And, and I thought playing the game was just actually kind of relaxing. You know, it wasn't really frustrating. I wasn't like struggling. I just kind of was able to kick right. back and relax while I was playing it. There was never any question of what you were supposed to do either. Like there was nothing. There was nothing that really got you hung up um, in any areas. Um, the characters were pretty, pretty easy, and um, or, or at least the bad guys were. Um, it kind of felt like almost like an easy arcade game. Because if it's, you know, it's short, it could definitely be played through in one setting. Um, so that that's what it kind of felt like to me. Well, you mentioned the the enemies. Did you notice the murder hornets in the game? <laughs> yeah. How timely, you know? <laughs> right, right. Now, only if Kid Clown had gotten some respiratory virus. Um, <laughs> But uh, you mentioned the cutscenes and how you like the cutscenes, and I, I the cutscenes is probably where I want to spend the bulk of my time talking about because I I found especially the beginning cutscene to be both neat and hilarious. Oh yeah, um, I, I wasn't necessarily suggesting that it had a great story or anything, <laughs> but <laughs> but I just really enjoyed the. I thought they were well drawn and colorful. Right. And and I thought the story was kind of funny. I mean, like some of the things it, it made sense, and it was kind of funny at the same time. So, so you start off. It's like it's a rainy night in Kansas, right? And you stand in like this is the cutscene, and you see the picture of the family for the first time. The only one that looks anywhere scared or interested is Kid Clown. Like, the other family members are just kind of like, they have this dull expression on their face, like they could care less what this 
maniac who's threatening to kidnap all of them is saying. <laughs> I mean, it's just like they have no expression on their face. And then that that expressionless face is actually not all that hard to believe when you find out how much time they probably spent naming their children kid and baby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they uh I think they're just kind of dumb. They're just dumb and un- uninterested. Lazy. Yeah. So uh, it kind of the the mom kind of looks mean. Uh, the dad mm-hmm. just kind of looks like a Homer Simpson type. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just you you kind of get the sense that the dad's probably a drunk. Yeah. <laughs> he does. He's, he does kind of look like drunk. <laughs> yeah. Um. And then the the evil. Um. The evil nightmare shows up, and he's just brown. Okay, yeah. this is not this is this is an area that I actually. But they they stick with it because pretty much everywhere, even in the final boss level, they keep him all brown. Right, he's just brown. They never changed that. He's just brown, brown all over. He's he's made of chocolate. But I love the quote that when he shows up. That he's evilly twisting his mustache. He hisses. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, I love it's that whole old timey thing that like people hissed all the time, you know? Yeah. And the twirling that, of the mustache, that's a very like old school silent movie evil trope, you know. Evil character, yeah. So I love the uh, so the beginning cutscene. That was just great. I, I, I like most of the, most of the cutscenes are pretty good. Like the the one after you beat the first level when he finds the mirror. He's like, "Clown's got to do what a clown's got to do." Yeah. What does that What does oh, that mean? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what, what, no, actually, I don't understand what that means at all. <laughs> what do you mean a clown's got to do what a clown's got to do? <laughs> what like, does a clown have to do? <laughs> spray water out of a out of a flower on their shirt or pull pull like a handkerchief that's like a mile long out of your pocket or yeah i i don't know a clown's gotta do what a clown's gotta do yeah you know what are you gonna do clown's gotta do what a clown's gotta do uh but anyways yes i I don't know i just i like the cutscenes. it's it's been a while since we played a game that really had cutscenes. you know i mean we're Mm -hmm. not talking ninja gaiden level cutscenes here we're not on that level or anything but it's Oh, that was good. I enjoy. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I mean, I agree. Um, so, what did you think of the uh, first level? Uh, you mean like playing it, or like the design of it? So both. Yeah, I, I the first level was easy. It was really easy, and it was it was fun. I felt like I was fighting Sonic the Hedgehog at the end of it. Yeah, I know the. Uh porcupine slash hedgehog whatever that was yeah it's like a Sonic the hedgehog knockoff i think us aesthetically and we usually talk about this later in the in the discussion about like um gameplay i think level one aesthetically was just phenomenal yeah a lot of different colors a lot of the backgrounds were great and then the game kind of takes a turn after that in regards to the aesthetics, well, the I, the amount, the different, like the number of colors, 
like drop dramatically after the first level. Right. It seems like <laughs> right. Like each like level after spin- that is is one maybe two colors. You know. Yeah, they spend a lot of time on a lot of different colors, a lot of design. I'm like I'm looking at it like a, a screenshot of it now, and like even the cloud has like shadowing and stuff. I'm like, oh, this is they really spent a lot of time on the backgrounds, and then. The next level, it's like uh, this this toy land, and they're like you said, they use like four colors. Yeah, well, the toy land levels is pretty bland. The um, the ice level is pretty bland. But mm-hmm. I just hate the fact that every game back in this era had to have had to have an ice level. You know, had to have a yeah, had to have a green it's, grass level. It's a like standard. Um, but this game that, had a couple of unique levels. I mean, the the candy level and the and the toy level. The problem is the two unique levels are the ones that are like the most the bland. blandest. Yeah, they're like yeah. pink and brown and yeah. I thought they were the most now, bland of the levels. Uh, I believe it's the it's the candy level had my favorite uh, my favorite bad guy in it. Uh, Which one's that? The ice cream cone that just like would bend over and shoot its <laughs> ice cream at you. I think that was the candy level, actually. That's it's what I said. Oh, you did say it? Okay, yeah. yeah. I do like the little ice cream cone. Uh, you know, speaking of the enemies and, and like the bosses, for instance, it now that you now that I know that it was a Mickey Mouse game originally, it mm. makes a lot of sense because like the bosses seem like Disney boss characters. Like, Jack and the Beanstalk happen. Like, there's, there's right. an entire level that is Jack and the Beanstalk. And you fight right. a giant at the top. And then, like, the centipede guy in the ice cream level, that was like a... Um, I would say that's probably... Kind of seems like a Alice in Wonderland, maybe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it makes a lot of sense now that you say it's Mickey Mouse. Yeah. So, did Yo, you... Wow. Did you beat this game? I did not. I watched the ending uh, on YouTube, but I didn't. And and really, I probably could have. Um, I just uh, I kind of got tired of it. Yeah, on, and it uh, takes time. The, I mean, yeah. I guess if if you know exactly what you're doing and you don't die, maybe take you an hour. I think it took me two or three because I died a lot. But yeah. Um. So I mean, I so I got to level four which is the the snow level but that's uh that's as far as i got and it was more um i just kind of got tired of playing the more than anything that kept me from beating it yeah i understand the last level i do like um i will commend it it is a boss rush level and i always like that i I I love when the game ends by making you play through all the bosses again right i think that's Mm -hmm. pretty cool this game takes a lot that's a Mega Man thing too this game takes a lot of little hints from Mega Man. there's even a level i think it's the ice level where you have to fall down the Mm -hmm. down the level dodging ice beams and stuff yeah of course Mega Man, it's a one-hit kill this game's not a one-hit kill fortunately but uh yeah i think it's pretty cool what about the, uh, what do you think about like the mini game that you play? Where you're, like, I was kind of annoyed by that, I thought. I, yeah. I appreciate it. So, so just so everybody knows who hasn't played this game, at the end of the level, 
uh, th- well, throughout the level, you're collecting strawberries. And at the end of the level, depending on how many strawberries you get, you can throw those strawberries at like a shooting gallery type of thing. So like mm-hmm. you're positioned behind Kid Clown and you're shooting towards the screen. Uh, and you can shoot your strawberries and try to collect like extra lives and stuff. At the, which was it's a cool idea because I like the idea of using things I collect during the game as bonus at the end, you know? Mm-hmm. But I would probably would have just preferred like a roulette, like a, like a slots machine or something. You know what I mean? Because right, it was yeah. so slow to shoot your strawberries. When you collect a ton of strawberries, like sometimes I would have like 15 to 20 strawberries at the end of the level. And I would have to just, it was, it was so slow and I was, I was a bad shot. And it was just kind of like, I want to hurry up and get this over with. But yet at the same time, I want the extra lives. Yeah, yeah, and 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 then it kind of like it was neat kind of aspect for it, I guess. Um, it didn't really add a whole lot to me. Yeah, to the game. Again, while it sounds like I'm being hypercritical of the game, the game just didn't have a have a whole lot to it. Um, I think it'd be I think it'd be a really neat game for kind of a younger generation to play, you know. Yeah. This game, this game would be this game is ideal for like a ten year old, ten year old or something. You know what I mean? Like a younger, mm-hmm. a younger person. But at the right. same time, the younger people these days grow up with video games, and it's it just seems like Fortnite. Yeah, or. A, Apparently, I heard about some game called Roadblock today. Oh yeah, uh, it's about robots or something. No, Roadblock, not Roadblock. Sorry. No, Roblox. Roblox. Oh yeah. So my daughters are really into that. Yeah, all these kids it, are playing it. Yeah, they play it. All they play it a lot. They play that more than they play the Switch. But it's like, it's it is it's it's essentially from what I gather, and I haven't spent a whole lot of time like really. Um, diving into it, but it's more like just a Sims game kind of thing. Just See, buy, I thought like, it was houses and stuff. Oh, interesting. Uh, Crabman says that his son plays it, and uh, it, he said it's kind of like Minecraft in a way. Yeah, kind of like that. Kind of like your. I think there's some mini games in it and stuff that you can play. Oh, okay, that's interesting. Yeah, I don't know. I, anyways, I just. That's what the kids are playing. I don't know that they would be into this game, but this game is perfect for a younger person playing playing video games. Especially if we were if if I wasn't so turned off by the box art and I did find this game as a kid, I would have really liked it. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, me too. What did you think about the ending and all the all the uh, rubbers they found in the uh, in the trailer? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, rubber noses. Sorry, all the rubber noses. Right. Uh, it's pretty interesting, actually. Uh, I, I, I kind of like the ending. I did like the ending. It, like, the... I wonder, you know, the Nightmare had, probably had no idea that the treasure he was after all along was something that the the clowns... It was just basically for the clowns only. Yeah, and I, I feel like... I feel like the premise of this game is kind of silly, though. Like, why is this kid, like, the one that can secretly open this treasure chest? Well, apparently it's it's only clowns can open the treasure chest. Because only clowns would need to. Because it's full of rubber noses. 
But why is it the kid? Well, I'm guessing the parents probably could have too. What I want to know is how did the parents get into the, like the safe? Like if the magician couldn't open it, how did he get the parents tied up and put in there? Answer me that. I don't know. Yeah. That's a mystery conspiracy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, you know, we talk about, we've been talking about how this game is, is kind of easy. If you beat it at the very end, after the credits roll, and after it says hasta la vista, uh, it gives you a hard mode. And you don't actually have to beat the game to get hard mode. All you gotta do is enter a code. You know what that right, code is? That, yeah. I can't remember. I'm pretty sure it's the Konami code. Up, up, oh. down, down, left, right, left, right, BA, start. Well, there you go. So if you want to just play this game on hard mode from the from the start, uh, all you gotta do is enter the Konami code at the top screen, and uh, it'll be hard. I don't know what hard mode is. I didn't want to play hard mode. Because uh, I liked, I, I honestly liked the difficulty level of this game. It's it's a little easy, but it really made it smooth sailing. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I liked it too. Well, what did you think about the graphics in general? I know we talked we talked about it a little bit here and there, but uh, just overall. So, so I would say this. So I would say, in regards to the. The sprites, very good. I like the sprites. You know, the kid clown to the to the to the bosses. All of those are really good. Where there's issues, where like we I alluded to earlier, where the levels that there was a, a few of the levels just appeared kind of lazy and and not very aesthetically pleasing. This is the first. The first was was the exception to that. And but they also. I would say um, uh, there's a lot of flicker in this game. And I, I don't know if it's the demo version or if that's the true, like there was a lot of flicker. Yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, I had that too, but I, I also played the demo version, so. Yeah. So I'm not what sure, but I, 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 I agree. I think the, there, was a lot of, there was a lot of flicker, but it, it, it wasn't distracting flicker. It wasn't too bad. But sometimes there's a lot of enemies on screen, so the, that flickers mm-hmm. there. Uh, I thought, in general, it was kind of hit or miss, the graphics. But I liked them. I thought the, there was a great use of colors about half the time. And then the other half the time, they kind of dropped the ball with the colors. And I don't know if it... you know, I, I don't really know. But it uses colors that you don't see very often in NES games. You know, most of the time yeah. you see a lot of reds and browns and stuff. And this game had some pinks and some purples and and colors you don't very, see yeah. very often, which I like. Very liked. bright. Yeah. Uh, I thought the cutscenes looked great. I thought the graphics were great in the cutscenes. Um, yeah. So that's kind of where I stand on that. I look. I'm looking at screenshots of the Mickey Mouse version, and uh, you mentioned you like the sprites. I like the sprites way better in the Mickey Mouse game. Yeah, I feel like this I, game kind of got the video, second. Yeah. I feel like this game's kind of playing second fiddle to that Mickey Mouse game. Definitely, I agree with that. So, so that's how I feel about graphics. What do you think about the uh, sound and the music? 
Uh, I think it was fitting. Like, I think it was kind of like this kind of circusy, kind of kid-like, kind of just playful, happy music. So yeah. I thought it was fitting. Definitely nothing that I would like be like, oh, this is amazing. I could listen to this outside of the game. But fitting for the game. Nothing right on about. Yeah, I agree. I think uh, I think it matched the game perfectly. Um, but outside of that, you know. But what, mm-hmm. what really though? Can you really ask for more than that? If it if it matches the game perfectly, that's that's all you can really ask for. That's true. Um. So and and I didn't turn it off because it didn't get annoying. It wasn't that mm-hmm. kind of a. It was just. It was very childish, very clown like. So, but that's a good mm-hmm. thing. That's a good thing. All right. Um. Okay. So I guess it's time we decide. Is it worth it? How much does it go for? So, average price used. This is not an inbox sealed or anything. This is just a used average price of about $330. Woo. <laughs> so, Woo. you could you could buy a Nintendo Switch or you could buy this game. <laughs> <laughs> this one game. Uh, right. Yeah, so I guess we know whether or not it's worth it or not, right? It's yeah. It's I mean, gosh, this was a fun game, but it's definitely not. I mean, really, to me, it's like, what game is worth three hundred? Yeah, there's really no yeah. game that's worth that much <laughs> in my book. But if you're a collector, right. you know, collect the. We have to take off the collector hat on this show. When right. We talk about is the game worth it. We're not talking right. about is it worth it to a collector. Of course, it's worth it to a collector. You know, that's the price, right? That's the price. The price is what is the price is the price, you know. But we're talking about like just your average Joe going, is the game so good that you would pay three hundred and something dollars for it? And the answer to that <laughs> is no. Yeah. However, how much I, does the Mickey Mouse game go for? Because oh, you know, I didn't even look that up because that's would be interesting. Uh, I don't. You probably have. You would have to have a Famicom system to play, right. I guess. But um. I mean, it's the same game, and I'd, I'd, I imagine that I would actually enjoy the Mickey Mouse game more. Mickey Mouse three for Famicom. Yeah, it looks like it's a it's about thirty bucks. Okay, so then the question is, uh, how much would it take to get a Famicom system and the Mickey Mouse game? Hmm. I don't know how much a Famicom goes for. I think they go for about a hundred bucks, seventy-five to hundred bucks. Let's see. Yeah, you get one about 60 bucks, 60, 70 bucks, looks like. So there you go. So, yeah, so if you wanted to buy a Famicom and the Mickey Mouse 3, you're looking at about 90 to $100. Yep. Probably Which still is not worth much- it. But- it's still not worth it, but it's still much cheaper, <laughs> a much cheaper route right. than uh, than going with the actual Kid Cloud game. Right. Okay. Well, I guess that wraps up the uh, game talk. Unless you got anything else you want to say? Uh, no, I don't think that's. I don't think so. Alrighty. How about some trophies? 
You know what this game needs? Some retrofitted trophies. We have listener submitted trophies this time. I know. That's always good because they're always better than They're always I better than mine, yeah. Every time. Well, this is just let's just go to there, sure. Okay. Uh, if I can get it pulled up here. Alright. So Jesse Clevavadal says Hey, that's not Sonic. Achieved by turning on the game. I thought it was going to be some relation to the hedgehog, but yeah, that's what I would have thought too. Because I I had one about uh, the hedgehog character. Mine was uh, uh, I think mine was a uh, had something to do with Sanic. It was going to be a Sanic joke, but <laughs> um. Okay, so Sean Robinson gave us several, and they're pretty good. They're all really good. Um, <clears throat> just kidding. Uh, make a joke while clowning around. Clowning with a K, of course. Full of hot air. Glide with a balloon. Good grief. I uh, collect all of the power-ups during the bonus round. That's Not good. yet. Defeat nine yetis. That's not ice. And that's defeat 30 enemies in the ice stage. Piece of cake. Hop across 12 quick cake platforms. How sweet it is. And that is decapitate an ice cream cone enemy. <laughs> okay. And cater whaling, which is defeat the caterpillar boss. And 99 luff balloons. And that is get 99 lives. All right. I like it. And then John Juan Zrostek. I hope I didn't. Yep. I always, you know, I always forget to just call him Jay Z. I always try to pronounce his yeah, name and probably butcher it like and butcher it like crazy. Um, he says no clowning around, and that is own the physical cart. And he has a picture of, I'm assuming, his physical cart. Yep. With I think a he's got price a complete collection though. With a price tag on the cart that he left on it, probably to show everybody how much he paid for it, of $340. Wow. I mean, I would probably leave the price tag on a game. If I had paid that much for a game, I'd probably leave the price tag on it too. Exactly. Okay. Uh, Well, I got a couple. You want me to throw them off? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, I got one called You Broke My Funny Bone, and that is uh, Die on the First Level. Hmm. I like it. Okay. Do you have Do you have any? You want me to just go uh, I just had one. And it's not even good, but it. Um, I had um, Crazy Castle, and that is beat the game because the last stage is a castle, and it's a Crazy Castle game. Okay. Uh, mine is um, my. This is the last one I've got. It's called No Small Feet. Spelled F E E T, you get it? Because <laughs> mm-hmm. clown shoes. And that is you bounce off a balloon and jump over top of an enemy. Nice. I like it. No small feet. All right. Well, I guess we can move on and we can 
give this game a rating. No game is worthy until the dudes have spoken. It's time for the game rating. All right. How are we going to rate this one? How about a kid's birthday party place? A kid's birthday party place. Okay. Like a place you would like rent out or like, you know, have your kid's birthday party. At. Okay. All right. I don't, I mean, my kid's not even one yet, so I don't really know a lot about this, but uh, I can give it a shot. I've been to some birthday parties. All right. I'll go ahead and say Chuck E. Cheese. Because okay. Chuck E. Cheese is just a classic place. It's nothing there. You don't get anything special like you know, like other places had, like Celebration Station where they had go karts and stuff like that. You get you just get arcade games and you get pizza. That's it. Uh, but yet, that's awesome, right? Like it's basic, but it's awesome. You're gonna have a lot of fun. So that's what this game is. It's basic, okay. but it's awesome and it's fun. Okay. All right. Uh, I'll give you one. This is a this is going to be a bit far fetched and unbelievable, but I'm going to go with it. Just hang on tight, okay? <laughs> I like it. Uh, mine's going to be Dollywood. Mine would be okay. renting out all of Dollywood for your kids to go to enjoy. Okay. Okay. And you're going to have the party at Dollywood. You're going to rent out the whole place. It's going to be nothing but you and the kids. So it's because it's very expensive. They're going to have fun. Don't get me wrong. It's going to be a good time. But it's going to be very expensive. And is it worth it? Probably not. So that's what I'm going with. Okay. I like that. It's a good one. All right. Uh, wait, we got one more rating. Uh, I got one more rating coming in here. Let's see. This is a call-in rating. This is probably going to be like one of the most infamous sound bites you'll ever have from Nick Stevens. But uh, this is probably one of my favorite games of all time. Like probably oh, top oh. 10. Wow. Okay. Ooh. Wow, a resounding uh, uh, endorsement. Yeah, wow, okay. All right, are you ready for some uh, feedback? I'm ready. It's time for D-Patter feedback, because when you're a D-Patter, you're a D-Patter for life. All right, so Stephen Kyer starts us off on Facebook with interesting Mickey Mouse game. Nice. My call says I'm terrified of clowns. Hope you uh, probably should steer clear from this one. Yeah. <laughs> Nick, Nick Stevens says, is that your new logo? Hardy har har. Ha ha ha. <laughs> uh, Jesse Clevedevel Vadel says, question in demo mode. Did the dudes use save states to progress in games? So I would say it depends on the game. This one, no. Right. Yeah, it depends on the game. This one I did not. Uh, have I been known to do that in the past? Quite frequently, yes. <laughs> right. And I just realized something. Hold on. Before you go on to the next bit of feedback, I had this soundbite this entire time in a game about clowns, and I did not use it. I had two oh, no. really good ones. I had this one, and oh. I had this one. That's that, okay. that is the quintessential clown. I've sound. wasted these the entire show. <laughs> I'm so sorry. So, and oh, I'm even more sorry for the fact that 
their last 10 minutes of this show is going to be nothing but these two noises. Right. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Got to make up for it. Um, <laughs> Adam Malone says, I don't remember this game, but it certainly reminds me of some generic cereal my mom used to buy me. LOL. Look at this. We're coming around. We started off back talking around. about cereal, and Adam Malone brings up cereal. Right. He must have known. He must have already heard this episode. Yep. He's already heard this episode. <laughs> it's going off the rails. Uh, Sorry. <laughs> the Jesse Benson says, this game is expensive. I wonder if it's any good. And Aaron Hickman says, I used to have it when I was a kid. It's not bad. The Kimco platformer engine is a little janky, though. Oh, you know, yeah, that uh, platforming engine that uh, Kimco used. Don't don't get me started on that. Oh, uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! <laughs> All right. Uh, Andrew Code says, no idea. And a Chris Farley gif. And uh, Stephen Kyer just brought up <clears throat> basically his last comment of, you know, Mickey Mouse 3 would be a ch- cheaper game. Yeah, cheaper alternative uh, to this game. All right. Okay, well, I guess that's... We got any other feedback? Uh, wait, actually, we do. We have a call. What am I doing? I'm, not, I'm slacking. That's what I'm doing. It may take me just a second to pull it up here. Yeah. I hope it's auto. I want to know Otto's thoughts on the game. Yeah, I don't auto I don't think Otto called. But and he didn't leave any feedback. That's that's kind of crummy. Sorry. And maybe we didn't give you enough time, Otto. And I apologize. Or maybe, which is probably the more truthful answer, Otto's given up on us, like much of the rest of the, <laughs> the world. <laughs> and oh, he's man. no longer listening to the show. But hopefully at least listen to this episode. Uh, right. Okay, here we go. Here's some here's some uh, feedback. Maybe. Dudes, what is up? It is Jay-Z NES back again. I see you guys are talking about Kid Clown there. Um, I remember when I got that game, actually, it was one, uh, I think it actually, I think it was my first Portland Retro Gaming Expo, um, my friend had bought it for me, he used to live kind of in that area, um, he had bought it for me at one of the stores they had up there, and, uh, I remember being really, uh, really excited for that, because I'd seen up to that point, like, like, I don't know, like a dozen or so little Samsons, but I'd never seen a kid clown. Not once had I seen a kid clown. And so, you know, I think, you know, everyone always talks about stuff like little Samson and whatnot, you know, so it's like, I feel like kid clown is actually, I don't know if it's rare, it just was more uncommon in my journey of finding all the NES games. So I was really excited to get kid clown. I was hoping it was going to be some kind of, you know, great game or whatever and i ended up finding out yeah it's actually a pretty decent like side scrolling platformer kind of thing um i remember when i finally played it um this was months and months later when we actually were doing portland retro gaming expo for the first time i went and stayed with my friend up there and um, we ended up going you know like the next day or whatever to do that convention it was a great convention but um 
I remember playing Kid Clown because I'm like, oh, I'm just hoping it's going to be good. And it was actually, like, pretty good. You know, I was expecting not a lot. It's called Kid Clown, right? I mean, you look at the cover and you're like, oh, what's this? It's going to be terrible. But, you know, not bad. Not bad for, uh, for you know, a game I wasn't expecting to be great. Especially some of the more expensive NES games aren't always the best ones. But, uh, you know, <laughs> color a dinosaur and whatnot. But, uh, yeah, you know, so, but hey, no, actually pretty good. Uh, curious to hear what you guys think about it. It's been a while since I played it. I don't think I played it ever the one time, but actually definitely want to go back to it because, uh, thinking about it now, I'm like, yeah, that was a pretty decent game. So, um, this has been Jay Z NES saying, uh, keep it classic, and I'll see you guys in the next one. Jay Z out. Thank you, Jay Z. Yeah. The caller extraordinaire these days. Keep it up. He really is. I like it. He's become uh, the Ryan Ballard of calls. Yes. Speaking oh, of which... We have an email. Great. <laughs> Speaking of which, you are saying you were hoping we had an email from Ryan Ballard? Right. I was about <laughs> to say. Haven't... Uh, I hope there's... We haven't heard from him in a while, have we? We have not. And actually, uh, he's, I think he's explaining why here just a second here oh okay good you know he used to be our twitter our twitter guy yeah well we haven't been posted on twitter and that's kind of my fault i guess i i, I don't know uh, we we told everybody we were going to consolidate down to um right facebook right and then right. ryan didn't follow us to facebook Maybe and he just hates Facebook. I, he probably does. And I do too, to be honest, Ryan. But uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I, Let's all be honest here. So I'll just tell you a little story about Facebook. Okay, so I, I dropped Facebook with the exception of I would log in maybe once every day just to check the podcast group and mm-hmm. and interact there for a second and then I'd get off. And I didn't, I don't have, I didn't have it on my phone or anything. And then, uh, you know... We had our buddy die, so I decided to get back on there and interact with people and try to be a good friend um, since I felt like I was slacking in that regard. But tonight, I del- had to del- it's been a week, and I had to delete it back <laughs> off again because it's like I'm scrolling through there, and it's just nothing but junk. I, I mean, I want to see stuff. Yeah. I, I would love to see, you know, like if you, I, you know, I don't know what exactly I'm, I was expecting to see. I guess I was hoping I would see Justin hop on that. You would hop on there, and I'd flip through, and I'd see, oh, it's Justin. He's hanging out with his family. Yeah. Yay. And then I'd flip through, and I'd see. I'd see John, and John would be, you know, having a good time. And then I'd flip, I'd flip on through, and I'd see like Justin's mom post something cool. You know what I mean? Like people I wanted to see, for, but no, it's yeah. like, it's like arguing. Nothing but arguing, conspiracy. Yeah, exactly. Arguing, conspiracy theories, jokes that I don't find funny, like memes that are not funny. Right. Uh, It's just it's nothing but, and it's just terrible. It's all terrible, and or it's (laughs) bad news. Like why I'm I'm just flipping through, I'm seeing like people being shot, and it's just uh. (laughs) so. (laughs) I had I deleted Facebook again tonight. It's back off. I'm off of it again. So Ryan, I'm right there with you. Anyways, so Ryan says, he emails, he says, Hey guys, I enjoyed the Tom Sawyer episode, but didn't know it was going to drop. Did it get put out on your normal feed and I missed it? Uh, uh, no, if it if it was supposed to go out on Twitter, you didn't miss it, I just didn't post on Twitter. I need to be better about that, because I know Ryan 
I know Ryan goes on Twitter. Yeah. Um, if nothing else, well, just let people know yeah. it's coming, you know? Whether I... Right. Whether we drop it or not. Or, Ryan, uh, how, about I, how about I issue a challenge to you, Ryan? Instead of expecting me to tell you what game is next on Twitter, listen all the way to the end of the episode for the music for the next week's game. Because we always put that music yeah. in there for the next game we're going to talk about. And you just have to figure it out. How about them apples? Yeah, I like it. All right. So, that's it. Well, are we done? We're done. (laughs) Well, you can find us. Speaking of all that that you just said, you can find us on the Big Brothers Gaming Community page on Facebook. That's where we do all our feedback and everything. Uh, Email us. Find us on our websites at 2dudesnns.com, nintendudes.com, and nesdudes.com. And, of course, you can always call us at 775-7-RETRO-1, or that is 775-773-8761. And I will say shout-out to the Wee Dude for the awesome music, and shout-out to the Fox Dude for our awesome logo, and a shout out to the Genesis germs. Uh, they got a little mad at me for what I called them last week, so I'll just call them germs this week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I guess I'll also say I don't know how easy it is to find our Facebook group, but we do. If you just want to type in facebook.com/groups/bitbrothers, that should get you there. I don't know if you can just type into the Facebook search "bitbrothers" if it'll come up. I, I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. I have to try it. Well, I guess it won't work with mine because I'm already work with on you. it. Yeah, because you're already on there. So if you're just an unknown thinking about yeah. joining the group, if you type in... So try two things, uh, person who's not already in the group. Try typing Bit Brothers Retro Gaming Community just into Facebook search and see if that comes up. If that does not work, then go to facebook.com slash groups slash Bit Brothers and maybe that'll work. Either way, come join us. Answer the questions because you don't get in if you don't answer the questions, but they're really easy questions to answer. And uh, there you go. Sounds like a wiener. What did you say? Sounds like a wiener? Yep. (laughs) All right. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. Thank you.